and welcome to the Side Hustle Success Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Haunts, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin Taylor. This is a show for anyone who has a product or business idea and wants to go full-time on them eventually, or maybe you already have. This is a show about product design, entrepreneurs, freelancers, contractors, free agents, digital nomads, and literally anything in between. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the book Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, and about how I've gone on a bit of a social media diet recently, and I know you're quite strict on this as well. Yeah, I've so. never been a, a massive fan of social media. I'm trying not to get sucked too much into that world. It can be a massive time suck, can't it? To this is what I was finding, which yeah. is why I decided to take some of the advice from the book. But oh, we'll, fantastic, But yeah. we'll discuss that in a moment. So, how have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, it's been, been been very busy. I mean, April's been our, our best month so far. Um, it's, it's getting crazy busy. We just... I'm sort of like getting bogged down with support emails and telephone calls because telephone support and I must be spending almost like three hours a day now just on calls. So it's getting... Oh, ouch. I know, it's getting quite brutal to be honest. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a good problem to have. At least we're, we're busy. So things, you know, we're, we're still making progress. We're still working on the flitch calculator, which is a lot more tricky than we thought. What's, <laughs> um, what's the flitch calculator? It's, it's like a, a composite beam where it's built out of timber and steel plates. Um, okay. But it's uh, the the bolt calculations and all the different calculations, the parts of that are actually really complex, as we're finding out, and all the different edge cases and just all these different things. You have to, obviously, what we has to be, be it has to be perfect as well. So it's just really, really hard to get it get it right. Obviously, has also had some time off with the with the family over Easter as well. So um, that's that's been really busy with that. But yeah, it's just been really chaotic as well. Um, the other thing that I did is I bought a new new mountain bike as well. So that's that's nice. So, that sounds very energetic and very yeah, sensible. Yeah, yeah, I know it's great. They do. There's a there's a brand called Have You Had to Go Outdoors? Like, no, I, uh, I, I know literally nothing about bikes. Bikes, yeah. There's there's a there's like an outdoor shop called Go Outdoors, and they do a, a brand of bikes called Caliber, and it's okay. their Line Ten. I've got. It's, it's it's not an expensive bike, but it's it's quite a nice one. So I've been need a little bit of riding but obviously we've been busy with family and, and work it's been hard to get as much as I would like but do you tend to ride by yourself or do you sort of go out as a, as uh, a I go out no I just go out on my own um, but it's sort of tricky with them because we've got like a six month old and a, and a five year old so it's hard to really get them to Good all point, get yeah. the same you're not going to put a six month old on, on their own bike no you? no it's a bit cruel isn't it um, yeah well, but let's get one of those little carriages that goes behind you can yeah apparently <laughs> we're asking about those but apparently they're, they're supposed to have good head control so he's not. I mean, he's quite there yet. I think give him a couple of months. I think yeah. he'll be ready to go in a trailer. But we're going to build up to that. I think. Um, so yeah, just just been crazy busy. Um, I'm mean, sort of struggling. Obviously today I was a little bit late. It's just like everything's happening. You know, family stuff and business. It all all happening at once. But yeah, what have oh, you been up to? But then? They don't know you was late. Oh, they, <laughs> they do now. Oh, they do now. <laughs> they do now. Sorry, yeah. I'm late. So, uh, no, uh, what have you been up to then, Steve? Busy with with more stuff or? Uh, it's- yeah, I mean, uh, my innovation course is out and it's you know doing well, which is pretty cool. Oh, good, yeah. Uh, signed up for a new course literally two days ago. I signed a contract on it, so... You've got to do it then. You got to <laughs> it's a leadership course on leadership styles and adaptive leadership styles. Okay, Situational yeah, yeah. leadership, uh, which should be quite good. So, you know, I'll be working on that for the next few months. I'll probably sort of start work on it when I'm away next week. Okay, yeah. I'm off yeah. to Have you got to the time when you've got to release that by then? or? Um, yeah, I've got a deadline at the end of July. Um, I deliberately pushed it out a bit because I'm travelling for quite a lot of money. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted a, a bit of headroom around that, just in case I can't get as much give, done when give I'm travelling. Chance to, to get it done, yeah. But yeah, I'm off to Minnesota next week. Sunny Minnesota, I hope. Although they wow, have yeah. had a lot of snow out there recently, so I'm hoping really, that's all really, Okay, is it going to warm up? Is it by the time you you get there? Or oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some. I've got some friends who live out there and uh, seen some of their photos that they've. Uh, they proper snow do they over there? Not like yeah, yeah. proper, proper snow. So actually, because I'm out there for a week and then I, I fly back, get back Saturday, 
change of change of clothes and suitcase, and then I'm back down to London on Sunday for three days for oh, pr- okay. for Pluralsight Live in London, which will be quite good. Oh, cool, yeah. So lots of stuff going on there. But yeah, I mean, I've, I was off for Easter as well. We took about a week and a half off. Uh, we went up to Blackpool, which is up on the sort of kind of west coast. Yeah, yeah. So we went there with the family. Uh, the f- this is the first time I've actually been to Blackpool. And it's actually been really sunny and hot. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not been really raining cold. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go any, any of the trams or? We didn't do any trams, but because we've got these things called Merlin passes, which get you into a lot of attractions. Oh, okay. So yeah, things like yeah, the Blackpool yeah, Tower, yeah. the circus, uh, sea life, and all that sort of stuff. So we did all of that, and of course we went to Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, you've really case of fun. Did you go on any of the? Was it the big one? Is it? Oh, we did the big one. We did Icon. I bought one of those. Um, they're called queue bots. Okay. So yeah. you can reserve your place in a queue. <laughs> That's cheating. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. But it basically means you don't have to queue. Or you queue for a maximum of five minutes. So oh, we, right, we yeah. did their brand new ride icon about seven times. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which is good. And then, you know, we came back from there and then we, my wife decided, you know, let's go to Legoland in London. Kind of spur of the moment thing. So oh, I was, no, was up yeah. at 6 a.m. one morning driving down to Legoland, Windsor. Was it any good or...? Yeah, it was good. I yeah. might take my, my five-year-old might like that, I think. We, we stayed at the um, one of their hotels. They got the It's like a, a Knight's Village, it's called. Okay. So it's yeah, all yeah. like Dunlop Lacoe Castle. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. And they, they had a really good deal. So we went down on a Tuesday and stayed Tuesday night. But we got a really good deal on the hotel because the park's actually closed on the Wednesday. Okay, yeah. So we did all of the park on the Wednesday, stayed over... Sorry, we did all of the park on the Tuesday, stayed over Tuesday night. Yeah. And then we went to visit my sister-in-law, so... Okay, yeah. It was good, but yeah. I, I will admit, you know, a week and a half off with the kids, I was actually quite glad to get back to the office no, and I'll just sit wait, down. Yeah, and yeah, no, I've had a bit of time off over, over the Easter break, and it's nice to get back. Cool, okay, so on to the audience questions. The first one is from Paul, and it says, Do each of you have days where you have no sales? If so, do you get fearful that things are not going well? This would make me anxious. Yeah, I mean, I mean, back in the day, obviously, you used to have lots of days. I mean, it, it doesn't happen so much now because we're doing like a SaaS subscription with the steel beam calculator product. It tends to be, you know, at least because there's some of the more repeat, like monthly subscriptions, it tends to be there's always, a, you know, at least a few sales. You get quiet days and you get quite concerned and it does make you quite anxious, I think. I don't know how yours works. Do you, do you know what your stats are on a daily basis? For the, yeah, so Pluralsight or? gives us um, access to an analytics dashboard, which we yeah. can log in. So it's, it's not real time, it's kind of the previous day's data. Yeah, so, yeah. So they, they must do some kind of like replication every night and then it updates the stats. Yeah, do you so, get, so you can see a uh, number of hours watched for that month and number of um, viewers as well. Okay, yeah. So you, you can kind of track that. So if you, if, you, if your figures are low, do you get concerned about that or...? Not really. So, um, like Easter, for example, is a good, a good example. You know, you've got like you know, Good Friday, Easter Monday, Easter Sunday, you know, that kind of long weekend. Yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I've I've fully expected viewership to be a bit lower because a lot yeah. of, uh, I guess, Christian-based countries will be off spending a long weekend. That weekend. yeah, they'll be off. Yeah, so that's you know, America, which is you know the largest territory for pool site. So you know, numbers were down over over the Easter period, but what I've noticed is if numbers are down for something like that, it's down for everyone, yeah. which actually means the dollar amount per hour you get will actually go up. Okay, because yeah. they've still got the same amount of subscriptions coming into the business. It's just the viewers. The, oh, the hours so it's, are down. it's all relative, then, isn't it? So I've had some months where you know 
viewership hours have been down, but I've actually exceeded what I've made over the previous oh, two okay, months. Yeah. So it, yeah. it kind of all, all, all balances. I think, I think with these is, I think it's important um, you get good and bad days. So if, you, if you're starting out and you get a few sales in a few days, wait, you know, or even a couple of weeks where you don't get any sales, it's not too bad. I think you've got to look at it in average over, say, a whole month or something like that. I think that's, um, it's not to get too worried about one day. I think it's to look at trends, isn't it? You Absolutely, know, yeah. And look at averages rather than get too hung up. And I think if you look at get too much into the detail, you probably it makes you worry about unnecessarily. You might just have one bad day, and it might be just a random anomaly, isn't it? And the next the next day it could be fine, and over the course of a month it could be fine, or it might not be. You know, but I think I think you need to probably look at more data, don't you, rather than just one day. You know, I think that's that's the wrong way of looking yeah, at I it. I mean, um, even the books I've self published, it's very rare. I mean, that you'll get a day where I don't make any book sales mm. at all. I mean, you, you get some days where you might just make one or two. Yeah, I tend to find, so, I don't know if, if it's true in your, with what you do, Steve, but you tend to find you get trends, don't you? So, yeah. like, I, I know for usually December's usually my worst month because people aren't buying my products generally as much in that month as they would other months, you know, and there's certain months where you, you, you know, you sort of work, out, work out the trends, can't you, I think. I assume it's probably similar to what you do, or you can probably... Uh, well, it's actually opposite in that case, because like I was saying about the um, sort of public holidays, so over the Christmas period, you know, people tend to take an extended break away. Okay. So, I mean, like, this has happened for the last two or three years, I've noticed where viewership numbers are down quite a bit for December, but actually the amounts of revenue that came in was higher. Okay, yeah. yeah. Because cause there's less people watching the courses. They've still got the same amount of money coming in into, yeah, the into same their company. subscription pool each month. Yeah, yeah so actually the, the dollar amount per hour or per minute actually went up. Okay, yeah. yeah. It depends how much they're watching your, your stuff in uh, relative to other people's stuff, isn't yeah. it, on, on, the, on the employer sites. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the person who has to try and sit down and calculate all of that. But no, no. I assume it's yeah, software driven, isn't it, I guess. But. Yeah, so I don't worry too much about it. Uh, another question, uh, it's kind of a, an interesting one. So it's, it's about something that I talked about in December. So it's from James. So Steve, you mentioned in previous episodes it was working on a text adventure library for fun in December. Has anything come of it? Uh, well, again, I've not really spoken about it since. Yeah, yeah. How did you get on then? When Steve did that. So that. a bit of context. In December, I took the majority of the month off just to work on a pro- programming project. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was a bit of fun. Um, I kind of split the project into three phases. Of, different, of functionality and I'm actually on the third and final phase of, of the functionality that I defined for it. Okay, yeah. It's all on GitHub, it's, it's in a public repo, I'll put the address um, down below. Okay. Is it a product or anything like that? No, not at the minute, it's just a bit of fun. I have actually got some ideas, some stuff that can offshoot from it though. Okay, yeah, yeah, some product ideas, yeah. Some, some simple like game and puzzle game ideas based with it, which I'm intending to release on Android and iOS. Okay, yeah. yeah. And um, I've got some interesting book and training things that are going to spring off from it as well. Yeah, yeah, I think all these which things. Which I'm not going to talk too much about in a minute, but I mean, at the minute I still class it's just a bit of fun. Yeah, I think sometimes you need a fun project, don't you, to work on to keep you, keep you towing, don't you, in terms of like programming and... I just wanted a, a reasonably complex programming project to work on. And this one, it's, you know, it's encapsulating kind of an adventure game in the world, but it's also a large part of it is writing a natural language processing parser. Okay, yeah. And I'm quite proud of this bit of work, actually. So someone can type in you know, quite a long sentence and then it will break it down into um, verbs, nouns, adjectives, and prepositions. Okay. And then you have a whole load of like, uh, synonym mapping tables which you can use. So, like, for example, you know, picking up an object. You, you might have a get keyword for that. But there's hundreds of different words you could use. You could say grab, take. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know. 
can't think of them off the top of my head. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, lots yeah, of them. No, yeah. So you, you, what you want to do is you want to try and map all those different synonyms for different verbs down into one keyword, and that's kind of what the parser does. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but to answer James's question, yeah, something is coming of it. I'm still working on it. It's kind of a bit of a hobby project. I've got some kind of product ideas that I can do with it, um, but I'm not putting too much focus on those in a minute because I've got mm. other work to do. Yeah, that's always the problem, isn't it? Yeah, so, so it's, it's it, nice it, to... it will end up being a side hustle within a side hustle. hustle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, I'll put a GitHub address down below. I mean, uh, usual disclaimers, it's not finished. You know, if, yeah. if any injury or anything happens as a result of it, it's not my fault. But, you know, <laughs> if anyone wants to have a look, they can. I've not written all the documentation yet. But there you go. Thanks for asking, James. Okay. Okay, so uh, today's topic then is about the book Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. So I've recently read it, and I know you've just completed reading it. Yeah, right? literally last night, because <laughs> I knew that we'd recorded today, so I was like, <laughs> spent an hour and a half reading it last night. But yeah, Doing uh, finishing homework. it off. Yeah, homework. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good book, actually. I think it did kind of labour the points a little bit, I thought. I thought it could have been a bit shorter. Um, but it was a, it was a, there was lots of valid points in there. Um, and there's, there's, it makes you think, doesn't it, things like this, you know, about what you're doing with your time, you know, in terms of looking at social media and other things. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a good book. What did you think, Steve, to, to the book? Or I, I enjoyed it overall. I mean, I, I didn't actually read it as such. I just got the uh, Audible okay, yeah, yeah. version. Have you listened uh, to it then, have you then? Or? Yeah, I listened to it. So I like to go out on a lot of walks, so I tend to listen to books and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. I mean, um, the book's kind of about how social media... Yeah, things like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, I guess, can be a bit of a distraction in your working life, and they can actually sort of eat up a lot of your time. Yeah, yeah. But sure. they can also cause, or potentially cause, I'll put the word potentially in there, you know, some kind of mental health style issues where people get addicted to looking yeah, at social media. Yeah, I think media. it can be quite anxiety inducing a lot. I mean, well, I don't know what the, the firm evidence, there's probably some studies out there and, and stuff, but... I, I do kind of feel this a little bit sometimes that you, you're constantly checking things and it becomes almost kind of anxiety inducing, doesn't it? To constantly check your phone or, or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm as guilty of that as anyone. So, you know, for example, if I'm out for a walk and I'm listening to something, I tend to find that I'll just reach for my phone and sort of lift it up and yeah, you know, yeah quickly check Twitter, quickly check Facebook. Yeah, I think, I think since reading this book, I've tried to be more mindful about those kind of situations yeah. you know. well he was on about sort of the the 30 day challenge i've seen these cropping up all over youtube where people are doing their 30 day challenges oh, okay yeah, about yeah. sort of trying to detox effectively from social media and i thought yeah that's quite an interesting concept but in the book i mean he's not talking about giving up social media he doesn't say oh you have to just delete all your accounts and you know be done with it yeah he's yeah. saying about you know remove it from the devices where it's going to cause you the most disruption to your productivity yeah, yeah, I think I think I mean, these tools can be useful to connect with people, you know, you can connect to people via Twitter, etc. But I think it's not being on them all the time mindlessly, is it? And so just, just wasting In my time. use case, or my use case, it has a bit formal, doesn't it? In, in yeah. my example, that's basically my phone. So, I mean, I use, I use, well, I don't really use Facebook anymore. I've kind of given up on that. Instagram, I dip in every now and again for yeah, a bit of fun. Yeah. Twitter, I was finding that I was checking quite a lot, and I do need to use it for work because that's kind of how I promote courses and, and books yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but I don't actually need it on my phone. So yeah, I've... I think I think the phone's the worst because it's portable with you, and there's very little friction between you accessing, say, social media, especially if you've got the phone apps and stuff. So um, I think you, I think you did mention you know about removing the actual apps, you know, the native apps, so not having a Facebook app on your phone. 
And have you have you done this? Have you? Or? I have. Yeah. So Facebook's gone, Twitter's gone, LinkedIn's gone, Instagram's gone. Yeah, I've never had. I think I did have Twitter at one point, but I got rid of it. Um, I've never really been into Facebook in a big way. I, I do have a Facebook account, but I don't really use Facebook at all, to be honest. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at some tools to actually help out with this because, as I said, I do use Twitter for promotion, but I don't actually enjoy going on Twitter that much. Yeah, I find it a bit of a sort of a hollow experience because there's mm. a lot of jerks out there as well. Aren't there? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's but, um, always great. I was looking at some tools. I mean, so there's one called Buffer, which is quite good. Where um, you know, if you see an article that you want to share. You can say buffer, and you can say buffer it to Twitter, and then that will schedule out the posts. You never actually have to go into Twitter, okay, yeah, which is quite yeah. useful. But there's another one called um, later.com, okay, yeah, yeah. which is quite interesting because it lets you set up schedules. So if I want to send out specific posts about my courses or books or anything that I'm doing, say, over a week, you can just go into later.com and literally on like a timeline it. grid, you can say, I want this message to go out there, yeah. this message to go out then. And then it just handles all that for you? Yeah, it's kind of strange. I mean, I have a strange relationship. I used to use Twitter quite a lot, and I've kind of come off it now completely. I mean, um, I did have an issue with... I had a, an email account that was deleted by the people that provided the email account, and that was linked to my Twitter account. And I think something... I think I followed all my... I think if you go to your Gmail account, you can follow all the all your Gmail contacts or whatever on Twitter. So it did all that. And the next day, I followed somebody else, and it kind of alerted it as suspicious activity. So it wanted me to reset my password or do something where I had to go back to my original email address and because I didn't have access to that it kind of locked me out of my Twitter account oh. <laughs> so I've been like banned from my main Twitter account so after that I just kind of gave up with it was it I think Twitter could do to help I tried to contact them and say you know but uh, they basically said oh unless you've got access to your email account or something and it, well I didn't I never linked it to another email or another phone oh, number right. or anything like that which perhaps I should have done to be honest but and I thought oh, actually you've done me a favour there because it just saves me a lot of time I just don't go on. I do have two Twitter accounts linked to my businesses, and that's it. Right. That's the only ones that I use now. But I don't really. I might log on once or twice a week, just to just to just to follow other people, or perhaps see if anybody's made a comment or contacted me or anything like that. Yeah, well, what I do now is if I want to use Twitter or any social media thing, I can only do it from my laptop now. So it's gone from my tablet. It's gone from my. Do you have? Do you have phone. it? I assume you can access it via the internet browser, though, can you? You can do, but I haven't. Yeah, oh, I do. Yeah, I, yeah, I find their web experience is a bit. I think. I think the problem. I think the problem is. I think it's the phone. I, I think since the you know smartphones have come out, I think they've been the, the game changer in terms of seeking your attention. I think what does mention in the book is is that you know the ubiquitous smartphone is really. Well, you, you can base it to a slot machine, doesn't it? Yeah, it's designed yeah. to be addictive, like even down to the. Yeah. The colours they might use for you know the, the thumbs up or the likes. It's all designed. Oh, it's all yeah. designed to keep you the like the in. likes are there. Yeah, it's like basically people need this, this sort of need for social validation. So if you put a comment, you know you want to see people that whether they've commented or liked your post, and you're not sure whether they've done it, so you keep checking to see whether they've done it. That, yeah. That's quite addictive, isn't it? It's that uncertainty and that kind of social validation aspect, isn't it? But yeah, I think it's kind of a bit strange. I, I, I've never really. I, I think in the book it mentions the difference between kind of. Real connections, where you actually go out and meet somebody, is is a lot. It's probably the difference between that and junk food, isn't it? In mm. a way, actually meeting real people is like good food, and then like social media, liking somebody's or commenting on somebody's Facebook post is kind of like junk food, isn't it? It doesn't give you all of the social interaction as humans that we need. You know, oh, absolutely. I mean, I think I mentioned this on the show before, but I mean, a while ago, at one point, I had like over six hundred so-called friends you know, okay. in, in, in yeah, quotes yeah, on yeah. Facebook. And so, you know, some of these were like colleagues that I never hadn't seen for like ten years. Yeah, I'd actually seen you know in person. 
you can't really know that many people, can you? In reality, it's just not. Yeah, there's just loads of people on there, and I was just like, I was like, well, you know, what am I doing? And it, plus, then you got you got people posting everything about their perfect lives when you know very well they're not perfect lives. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's that's just right. how people portray themselves. It's like I got a bit sick of it because I was going to delete my Facebook account completely but my wife sort of talked me out of doing that because we've got a load of photo albums and stuff on oh yeah yeah so yeah, in the end like, i just yeah. reduced it down to um family and close friends people that I actually see in real life yeah, so that, that yeah. took it down to about 45 people i think it's nice i mean it's, it's a bit tricky because i was uh, i went to a meetup at, at the leicester's it was the leicester round table founders meetup thingy and the, okay. the, there's a guy he said oh do you want to join our facebook group and i said i just don't use facebook i felt kind of bad really but i thought no i'm not just using yeah. it just to join a group you know but it's, it's tricky isn't it i think sometimes sometimes you might want to be included and stuff on facebook then you could, but then you get dragged into the facebook all the other stuff and it end up wasting your time and it's, it's a balance isn't it i think yeah i mean say so i started doing his idea of the 30-day social media detox okay yeah, yeah. and he, he lays out some interesting ground work on it so he says you know it's not about deleting social media so if you do need to use some of it for your job then obviously that's still okay yeah yeah i think he said what he refers to is like non-optional technology isn't it where yeah. obviously if you need that if you need to respond to emails as part of your job don't just you know get don't you know ignore completely ignore email that won't work will it if it's if no it's your job. But i mean in my case I mean, the phone was the biggest problem so i've deleted all that from the phone i actually found for the first week week and a half it did kind of make you a bit twitchy it's like we were we constantly checking you pull your phone out and it's like Oh, I haven't actually got anything on there. Okay. <laughs> so now my phone has just become a media consumption device. Literally, all I use it for is, well, I was about to say phone calls, but I don't really do that very often. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what it should it, be, isn't it? It's, right. like, it's like music, podcasts, audiobooks. Yeah, yeah. That's literally all I use it for, it's, especially an iPod again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just use mine for checking emails and, and, and using actually as a phone, but um, any, obviously it's got, you know, we'll look on the internet occasionally, but yeah, I try to, I try to do, um, like yourself, I don't like the idea of the apps, having apps on my phone, you know, and I like the idea of, if it's on your, if it's on your laptop, it's, it seems more like it's work, doesn't it? You know, yeah. It's more in work mode, isn't it? So that's probably more acceptable, probably more response. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm, just, and I'm actually quite good about not messing around with social media while I'm working, because I, you know, I'm quite productive, I get a lot of work done, yeah, when, I, yeah. when I'm working on something, I do, properly work on it and I don't sort of get distracted by other things. Yeah, I think it's important not to get... But for me, it was more my phone that was a problem. Not so much my tablet, although I have removed them from my tablet as well. But I only tend to really use my tablet at home. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was quite interesting. So, I mean, it felt a bit strange for about the first couple of weeks. and three weeks in now and, you know, kind of... Are you not missing, missing not, it? Not, then, not missing it at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, I, I do a thing called Internet Free Sundays where I just switch off my phone and computer and any other internet connected device and have a break. And I find that I, I'm really productive in terms of like getting stuff done around the house and doing other things and sort of more being more present with the family and stuff I do. It sort of makes you think if yeah. that's how it is on Sundays. It, it changes your relationship a little bit with the technology because you think, I've had a really good day on Sunday because I'm not all this technology let's just not do it you know I me mean? you get into that mindset of not needing it yeah so. no i know what you mean um and the same now i've after reading this book whenever i'm out on a family trip so if i've gone out with the with the kids and family we've gone out somewhere during the day you know on a saturday or on a, an evening or something i tend to just leave my phone at home okay you know, so at least i'm fully present with my family rather than like checking stuff online you know that's a good idea. I guess at least one of you needs your phone with you, though. For yeah, my wife takes her phone, you know. But um, sometimes you, you don't. I mean, health and these, 
you know, emergencies crop up, you know, occasionally. But my wife takes her phone, so it's not it's not the end of the world. And I tend to the other thing I tend to do is, and this is not necessarily for digital minimalism reasons. It's more so I can sleep better. I tend to find that sometimes if I'm thinking about things, I don't always sleep great. So I tend to switch off like my phone and my computer everything at eight p.m. Right, generally. Okay. I'm not completely religious, you know, if it's 8.30, so be it, you know, but usually try and stick to that roughly, it's 8pm, all the machines get switched off. I right. don't know if you're, if you're like that, are you? Or? I'm not no, like that at all, no. <laughs> it depends, I mean, if me and my wife are watching a film or, or, or actually doing something, then I'm not on my laptop, but generally if we're just sitting there just watching crap on telly, I've always got my laptop on. Yeah, I'm, I'm I might, I might something. sometimes have my Kindle or something, read a book or something, I think that's, I do that, I have my Kindle on a Sunday, you know, so I might catch up with some books, mm. like for example, like Digital Minimalism or whatever, you know, whatever books I'm reading at the time, so I do tend to try, and, so when I do switch the computer off, I will like read in an evening or at the weekends and stuff like that. So try and make up for it. Um, I've never really been a big fan of like phone apps, you know, like I've never had the Facebook app on my phone. I've, I think I did have the Twitter one at one point, but I kind of got rid of that because, you know, I just felt it's too much of a time suck. I've never really been to, I, mean, I do have a Facebook account, but I don't use it. Um, I think I did briefly set up an Instagram account, but again, I've never used it. I'm just not really a big, big fan of social media. I, I don't know, I, I tend to like, meeting real people, actually yeah. talking to them either on the phone or in person. Um, and, and and that's pretty much it really. I think, it, I think it's tricky there. I think you do get sucked in. I think the thing I tend to do a lot is I'm constantly just checking my emails, um, see whether I've had any sales or not. A bit like the thing about right. the anxiety about not getting sales earlier that we mentioned. So it's probably my, my sin at the moment is is, is email. Um, so you get you get an email every time someone makes the same. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm going, I'm constantly checking or people are asking questions or they got support emails that I have to deal with and stuff like that. So sometimes it perhaps could be more regimented with perhaps like, I think even in the, in old, in old, but the four hour work week, he does mention some tactics for like reducing how much time you spend on things. And he recommends like batching emails. So you check at certain times of the day, you know, things like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite like, good at that as well. Cause I only really check my email once a day. Yeah, I, I kind of, I almost feel like I'm on call with email. Mainly because I don't get that many. Because <laughs> we, yeah, I get quite a lot with, because we get a lot of support emails and stuff, so I'm quite often dealing with, with a lot of email, um, and I perhaps get more sucked into it than I should. I wonder if I should be more disciplined with perhaps, say, check it four times a day or some have set times, you know, yeah, that I, mean, I check. The majority of my time when I'm checking the email, I spend most of my time just marking stuff as spam. <laughs> so, so it doesn't come through again. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, when, I, when I'm talking or dealing with pros, like generally that's done via Slack. Yeah, yeah, I use Slack a lot. Yeah, again, again, I feel that Slack sometimes is almost like an addictive social media in of itself, isn't it? A little bit, or can be. Uh, so I tend right. to try and not log in all the time and use it more like I would email. Yeah, I've, I've only got a few people. groups that I'm on with Slack. So there's one called Tech Nottingham, which is like a local developer. Oh yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Thing, which I'm on. That's a bit chaotic though. I think when Slack groups have hundreds of people and they kind of get a bit messy, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I don't go on it that often. Uh, um, then obviously there's one we use for planning the show. But that, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a fairly low bandwidth one. Yeah, that's yeah, it's probably my fault. <laughs> and, no, then, uh, and then there's the one which I used to talk to Pluralsight. And again, I don't really go on it that often unless I need to talk to my editor. Yeah, I'm only, I'm only in three mastermind. Well, I'm in others, but the only three that I really use are, uh, I, I mean, it's a Slack group with the guy who does email support for build calcs. Okay. Right. Um, he does our does email support for that, and I'm in one obviously with yourself for for this uh, podcast. I'm also in one with my mastermind group, and that's it really. But sometimes you can get a bit carried away with these things, can't you? I think because you constantly feel you have to keep up with what everybody else is saying. You know, one likes being a really massive. Say, if you're in a big team of like twenty people, you don't need to know what everybody 
you know, you don't need to, all 20 people mm. in your team are doing, you probably only need to hear from one or two, don't you really, you know, so you can get a, get a bit bogged down in the detail, can't you really, of all these different things you don't need to know. I spoke to one friend once and he was saying about um, Twitter, he's a quite high volume Twitter user as well. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's saying that what he sometimes does, he, he might say you follow, I don't know, 500 people for example, but he will go and set up lists on Twitter, which is something I didn't realise you could do initially. Okay, yeah. But you can set up lists of um, specific people that you want to follow on different subjects. And then you can set it so that it only shows you what the tweets of people in those lists. Okay. So you can kind yeah. of use it as a way of filtering down and reducing noise. Ah, uh, yeah, that'd be That's handy. Quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I've not looked at that yet. I think it's good to check out this book. Yeah. No. Definitely. I think. I think. I think it's something we should all be mindful of. Is is like, you know, the amount of time we spend on different things and what we're losing out. You know, if you're spending your time on social media, not progressing your business or not spending time with your family or doing the things that you should be doing, you know, what are you, you know, what are you losing? What are you missing out on? You've got to think very carefully about how you spend your time and what you want to do with your life, you know. I've actually started um, talking to the kids about this as well. Because my, my daughter, I mean, she's nearly 10 and she's got an old iPhone of mine. We let her use it. Yeah, yeah. Um, not very, not, she doesn't use it very much. She's allowed it like an hour a day at the weekend. Okay. And, and not that much during the week. But even she's been starting asking me, you know, can I install Instagram for her or Snapchat? Because some of her friends use it, although why when they're only 10? I don't know yeah, yeah, use it, it seems a bit, yeah. But I've got her phone set up so that she can't download anything without me approving it. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so I keep on denying the requests. For yeah. like, why, why can't I use it? What, you know, my friends will use it. So I've been having to start having conversations with her about yeah, you know, why yeah. these things are actually not that good and you shouldn't really use them at your age. Yeah, I think even, well, even Facebook, I think you're supposed to be 14 officially, you know, I'm thinking... God, it's such I a think people lie though. Don't they? There's, the, there's no, there's no kind of age verification. They just ask yeah, how old you are. And they're all, all like Linda's cousins and stuff, all in another, you know, when they're like age ten and stuff. And you think, yeah, it just doesn't seem right though, in my opinion. But um, you think like how damaging it is to their mental health at such a young age and being so impressionable and perhaps you get a lot people of, are on you get a lot of bullying on it, don't you? Sort yeah, I can via social media. Oh, good. I can imagine. Yeah, people probably aren't mature enough to be able to use these things properly and or, or misuse them. You know, I, I don't think it's a good idea to be honest. Um, I don't know. It does make me wonder about 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 the internet industry. You know, these larger companies like Facebook and and, and, and such like is that you know? Do, I mean, obviously, do they realise that how damaging these products could potentially be? You know, to people, young people's mental health and or even any people's mental health. You know, it, it, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? Whether there's going to be a real backlash against these products at some point in the future. Yeah, I mean, it's cause it, there's been a lot of talk about regulation, isn't there? I, mean, I don't know. Who's was, going to regulate them? There was something, wasn't it, recently about they weren't uh, they were going to stop. Was it likes or something for people and for people, younger people? Was it under the age of eighteen or something like? Did you read that recently in the BBC? News? I've, not, I've not read that one, but that's, that's an interesting. There was one. something in there about that they were going to stop certain things happening because all those things are kind of addictive and and aren't necessarily good for your mental health. Yeah, although I did hear one thing is in the news the other day and it just made me sort of face palm myself. It's this new feature that Facebook's coming. They've, they've got this apparently this dating site on there. I'm not sure what it's called. Is it Facebook Match or Facebook Dating? I don't know what it's called. Mm. But they're, apparently they're introducing this feature where you can um, tag friends that you might fancy. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't let them know. So you might say, oh, you know, Sarah, oh yeah, she's quite <laughs> nice. Or George, he's, he's all right. Yeah, okay. If they do the same back and they mark you as one of the ones they fancy, it will say, hey, you two both like each other. Here, do something about it. Oh, okay. I'm sitting yeah. there thinking... That's awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of sad, isn't it? I don't know. It does seem a bit strange to me. I, I, 
I don't know whether what will happen in the future, and I'm sure somebody will all come out in the wash, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it does seem a bit strange, doesn't it? An awkward silence. <laughs> I don't do that out. I do that out, yeah. But I mean, one thing I know is that I'm trying to reduce the amount of time I use it, and I'm actually feeling a lot better for it. Oh, that's good then, yeah. Yeah, that's the main thing, isn't it? So I think say, it's, it's mainly on my phone that was a problem. That, that's where I tend to engage with it the most. Yeah, yeah. I think on my it's... laptop, not so much, unless I need to specifically do something. Yeah, I, I think the main problem is the phone. I think if you can manage your phone, I actually think that in the in the future, it does give examples of people that use like pre-smartphone phones, you know, where it doesn't. Well, it's just a traditional it's, it's phone. It's a pre-smartphone. Have you ever seen the, those newer Nokia phones? Well, they've, they've actually brought out newer versions of like their old classic oh, phones. Oh, yeah, like a 3310 or whatever it was, yeah. Right. And I look at that, I think that is actually a really good idea. And, I, and apparently they're really popular. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost tempted. Like, uh, like some example, there's like phones that are set up for like elderly people that just like easy to use and that you know they just make calls but they've got big buttons and stuff I'm tempted to get one actually instead of having the iPhone yeah but then like, well, what, what do you do about podcasts and listening to music and things like that do, do it via the uh, by, your, by your laptop by my laptop yeah so I do so when, when I go for a long walk I just I have my laptop on my shoulder oh, yeah yeah <laughs> I have my laptop Extra on my shoulder way. like an old ghetto oh, blaster okay. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I don't know it's awkward isn't it perhaps you could have like some kind of like mp3 player or something I don't know or like an iPod like in the old days, no, remember that? Remember those? Yeah, remember those? Showing your age, showing yeah, oh, yeah. I had an iPod. <laughs> an iPod? Yeah, do you remember that? Well, there was rumours that they're going to launch a new version of the iPod Touch. Okay, yeah, yeah, that would be Which, which is basically an iPhone without the phone. Yeah, that'd be good, and then you could put your podcast on there without having to do the phone stuff. It kind of feels like we're going a bit backwards, isn't it? We've, we've, gone, we've gone through all this like sort of big technology thing, and now we're going, ooh, don't yeah. like that. The thing, the thing I've been about is, um, I don't know if it's true, there's, like this, there's always been this like um, conundrum where um, there's more people in employment than ever, but productivity is lower. And I'm wondering, why is that? And I'm thinking, is it because of this new technology? Are people spending too much time on the internet distracted by things that aren't actually productive? Hmm. It does make you wonder, though, doesn't it? I think it is. I mean... Th- the internet's a wild west you can pretty much do anything you want on it there's so much information there and you can just get it's like you know it's have you, have you ever been there. on those websites where those kind of clickbaity websites oh, and okay, you, yeah, you, you yeah. i lost spend, hours you, to those yeah. you find you're spending ages like clicking through this thing just trying to get to the end of this story to see <laughs> yes. you know, why has the bloke dug a big hole in the garden <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't really matter it's like, it's like pointless isn't it usually a bit like yeah I know what you mean yeah or yeah or like these crazy oh, stuff you'll never guess what these celebrities look like now look, tell me tell, oh, me. tell me I want to know <laughs> oh, yeah I remember that person but yeah I know yeah, these clickbait ones they're terrible aren't they yeah but yeah it does make me wonder I wonder if there is like something in this if, if we're all if we're all more careful with how we spend our time we could be more productive not just me but everybody you know I think that and that would be that would be a good thing I think I mean, I mean I've mentioned about sort of the children before I mean yeah, we, everyone jokes about the millennial generation being like the lost generation because okay. they're, they're the generation that came, kind of grew up with only knowing things like the internet and social media yeah yeah but we're kind of in that still you know that uncharted territory where we don't really know what the mass impacts of social media are but then I look at sort of, you know my kids and you know you'd be the same with yours like they're, they're kind of the next generation on it's like yeah. I wonder how they're going to grow up because I think we need to be a bit careful with how we treat the next generation and their attitudes towards technology yeah for sure yeah yeah um, but you know, I think you know, as business owners, do we have a responsibility as well? Yeah, we all do, don't we? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't think my still being calculated is that addictive, though, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, well, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not social <laughs> I enough. Don't know. Yeah, I don't 
Put the share button on there that puts yeah, a right yeah. baity message on Twitter. Yeah. I've, I've just generated the structural uh, diagrams for a be- steel beam yeah, calculator. Yeah. You'll never guess how much load this one can take. Uh, yeah, it could be. We could have some kind of viral component to it. Something addictive. No, I don't. I, I don't know. In what way could we be more responsible than you think as, as business owners? Then what could we do? Do you think that would. Oh, I wasn't saying I had the answers. <laughs> yeah, no. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps we all do need to think about. It. Well, perhaps how we market these things and how we. Well, this is it's kind of looking at addiction, isn't it? I mean, if you're developing a product, so obviously you want you want engagement from users on your products, but you know, to what levels are you going to go to do that? Yeah, I think it's a legacy thing. Like, if 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 at the end of the day, what do you want to be remembered for? If you just invented something crappy that wasted everybody's time, is that how you want to be remembered? Mm. You know, or do you want to think, oh, actually, no, I did something useful for the world? You know. So you got to think, I think it's a legacy thing, isn't it? You know what? Or, I, I don't think it's, it's just social media as well. I mean, you look at um, a lot of the games out there. Like Candy Crush is always the, the good example of that. How many people have become completely addicted to Candy Crush? Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've played it before. I, I wasn't very good at it. I think I got stuck on like level sixty. But my <laughs> wife, she's like thousands of levels into it. Really? Okay. Yeah. And she's done it without spending a penny as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. But you know, you look at how those games work. You know, they're designed to be, you know. They're really easy to start with, so they kind of draw you in. Yeah, and they get yeah, the, the, yeah, the first several, um, well, probably first sixty levels. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> probably yeah. really easy, and you've got these big explosions of candy and stuff going all over the screen. It's designed to kind of give you that dopamine hit to bring you in. Yeah, to keep you keep you locked keep in. You hooked. And it's exactly the same as what social media does. I mean, they've actually got people studying, you know, it, the psychology. The of psychology. Of it, yeah. You know, you know, what is it about a fruit machine that keeps you keeps you coming? It's all the flashing lights and certain colours. Yeah, that's kind of sad in my opinion. I, I think I think if you've got a gift for something like that, I think you should use it for something for like good and not bad. You know, that's just my opinion. But what do I know? You know, perhaps I'm just being a bit. Pretty sure there's a Spider-Man quote in there somewhere. Yeah, perhaps I'm being a bit. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, well, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does. I think you've got to think. You know, what are you doing? Is it ethical? What you're doing? You know, is it how how will that you know benefit people? You know, or is it benefiting people? You know. Um, I think it's probably a whole episode on uh, on ethics, on ethics, ethics, of, uh, yeah. ethics of business. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Cool, well, we'll wrap this bit up then. So the book that we've both just read is Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. It's a good book. I think it's a bit waffly in places, yeah, but, it, but I, it is I a good book. I agree. I think it does labour the points. But I think, yeah, it's a, it's a good... It, there's some really good stuff in there um, about... Um, there's just loads of stuff in there, isn't there? Loads of great ideas that you could try about, obviously being more minimalist with your apps and, and having time on your I think you mentioned about solitude you know this idea of, of having good quality alone time you know, oh, yes, without distractions actually, yeah. and, and things like that that's, that's that's important isn't it all of these all of these things are important I think yeah, you should definitely check the book out yeah okay so on to our recommendations so uh do you want to go first, Kevin? Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they they, they mentioned us on, on their podcast. Uh, I did meet Martin at the Rob Walling meetup, but I'd like to recommend their podcast. It's called Britstrapped, and I kind of it's almost like a sister. I refer to it as like the sister podcast to uh, the Side Hustle, our podcast. So yeah, do check that out. Yeah, it's Britstrapped.com. And you say they uh, they gave us a mention as well. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did mention us as well. So hopefully, some of their listeners would have come over to our podcast, and hopefully, some of our listeners would go over to their podcast as well. But yeah, no, do check it out and have a listen. It's Martin and Nick. They they do a great job. So do check that out. So what's your um, recommendation, Steve? So mine is a little gadget. I do like gadgets. Oh no, yeah, yeah, you're a gadget. Um, gadget, especially um, when it, especially when it's to do with sort of camera and camera technology. So. 
I recently bought a small camera called the Osmo, or the DJI Osmo Pocket. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've got it here. Not that anyone can see it, but I can show you. And it's a, a free axis gimbal camera. And what that means is that as you're moving around the camera, kind of the lens stays steady. Oh, it's on like a rocker, isn't it? Like a thing, yeah, it's, it's it? kind of like, like a steady yeah. cam that you get with the cinema. Okay, to, yeah, yeah. Or film crews. And the idea behind it is, you know, if, if you're walking around with it, it just keeps the entire shot sort of stable and steady. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And the reason I've got it is because I want to start doing more videos about some of the conferences I go to. Okay, yeah. Yeah, kind of like, not necessarily a vlog, but just like an explaining video, just, you know, showing about what I get up to. Because quite a few people have said that'd be quite interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. So I've got another device, you can see it on the shelf over there, it's called the Osmo Mobile, which is a, a bigger gimbal which you can actually attach your phone into. Okay. You can walk around with it. Yeah. Fantastic piece of kit, but it's a bit big to take with you in hand luggage. It might be a bit intrusive as well. <laughs> I don't know. Whereas this thing, you know, it's... Oh, it's tiny, It's isn't tiny, it? Yeah. so yeah. it literally does fit in your pocket. It's probably a bit less intrusive. It's not like you're putting a big camera in somebody's face, are you really? It's, yeah. It's, it looks nice. You know, you can record up to 4K 60 frames a second as well, not that I ever use 4K. Yeah, I tend to do 1080p, 60 frames a second, but okay. it's just ideal. You know, if I'm walking around a conference, I can just sort of hold it up and just film what's going on. It doesn't yeah. look too conspicuous because yeah. it's so small. Yeah, it looks quite small. Yeah, it looks nice. So I thought I'd experiment using that for some videos. So no, but that's, that, yeah. that's my recommendation today. Okay, great then. So that wraps up another episode. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. And uh, you'll have to hear from us in two weeks' time. Yeah, so I, I do, you know, both of us recommend reading the Digital Minimalism book. And if you find yourself spending too much time on social media or just being distracted by the internet when yeah. you should be working, or, or, or probably podcasts. a good... Or pod <laughs> not podcasts, no. But not this podcast. <laughs> We're not a distraction. No, no. Um, but yeah, yeah, if you find yourself distracted quite easily by technology and stuff, then this is actually quite a good book to, yeah, help, to make you help think, guide you through Yeah, it. to help think about how you spend your time. Be, be more mindful about it, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Some, yeah, sure. yeah, so it's not about giving up social media and stuff like that. It's about being more mindful about how you use it so yeah. it doesn't affect your productivity. Yeah, that's that's great. Great. Some great tips. Okay, that's, oh, uh, that's a goodbye from me. And, and, and a goodbye from me too. Okay, bye. See you.